the college football experience week six preview and draft for 2023 episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by shady rays yes sgpn is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Yes, just in time for the summer, the SGPN store is a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off of that. And remember, folks, as always, to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Listen to the first five weeks or first six weeks. If you include week zero, go back and check those out. We've been talking college football all offseason like we do each and every year. And if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits when dundee happened he was a superstar i'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping uh, would have killed a normal man but nah. now that's gone the medical advice i got from that was was like being hit by lightning pretend it never happened and get on with your life <laughs> pretend it never happened again along with your life that's what we're trying to do here on the college football experience. Shout out to the chat, Shane Vendrum, WV Punch Drum. Let's go. They're in the chat. It's rocking. And so are we on the college football experience. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for Farmer, Farmer JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, side lad kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, whoa, whoa, buddy. Dundee's starting to look like the gringo laying low in South America. Hey, man, I am in South America, and I do smell like rum because it's rum, Dundee, baby. We are also joined by third man in the booth. In Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, some say he's the DFS god himself. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Home brew making. Tobacco road living. The free lock giving. Farmer. Farmer. Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. 
There we go. What's going on, guys? Woo! There we go. Don't I got a song for us that we just we we just realized that we just we don't play enough? I feel like I don't know where the fuck it is. All right. Uh here. Let's just uh remember I was trying to oh here we go. This is Brian Bosworth. Oh no, I thought it was the other Bosworth song. I can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. This is the Bosworth song that I no played. idea what you're talking about. No clue. <laughs> no matter what, you, you're not playing it enough. If it has Bosworth, then <laughs> you're not playing. <laughs> well, it I don't get. I get um, Look, okay. I'm just happy that they're letting you do a podcast from prison. You know, I am that's in prison. A, that's a good thing. <laughs> These brick walls, and here it is, buddy. <laughs> yes. But I demand these bars here in Columbia. Just killing the jukebox of You know, I've watched uh, Locked Up Abroad, and that show must be bullshit. <laughs> you ever here playing tunes? You got a drink? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, you know who might need a drink? The college football world. Before we get into our week six draft. You guys catch the remarks by one Jimbo Fisher today? <laughs> calling out, calling out TCU, saying they stayed healthy and had a lot of experience, and they got uh, they got lucky, and uh, they got to where they had to get to, and uh, then when they got to the SEC, it changed, didn't it? Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I mean, you couldn't beat Appalachian State. Who, by the way, was was four and six against uh, against power power five or FBS opponents, and you needed a comeback to beat UMass. All right, all right. No, it wasn't a comeback. You had to put UMass away in the fourth quarter. It was a what a seven to three game. Uh, I mean, shut the fuck up, dude. He's five and seven. He fucking sucks. This is why people hate the SEC. This is honestly why. I developed hatred for the SEC. If you asked me in like 2000, I had no hatred for the SEC. Dude, I will say what he, you know, last year when he came out, you know, talking a lot about saving, that was pretty hilarious. But two years in a row, now taking a shot at TCU, maybe he should concern himself with his own program first. Let's and, be honest. And and uh, I, I thought Max Olson did a funny tweet saying that strangely enough, but TCU's played more games against Georgia than Texas A&M has since 2012. Which is, when they jo- which is when they joined the, uh, the <laughs> SEC. That is fucking great. Um, I mean, well, I'll say this: I think he is looking after his program. I think he's, uh, you know, taking whatever opportunity he can to uh, belittle an in-state rival and probably, you know, gain some recruiting uh, edge there. Uh, <laughs> That's going to gain recruiting edge. What's that? W- winning more than five games will will gain more of a recruiting advantage than than throwing shade at TCU. I, mean, I, I don't say, think that gets him anything. Sure, one which one's class. easier? <laughs> he had the number one recruiting class the past co- the, what two years ago. Yeah, r- recruiting and talent isn't the problem. Maybe the problem is coaching. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fair uh, point. Other news: the Big Ten is talking about getting rid of the uh, the mandatory. Uh, one power five opponent outside of the conference games. So as some people have projected, they think Hold on. Michigan's had that last couple of years. No, they canceled theirs, but they were supposed to have it. They were supposed to Ohio state oh, it, didn't have it two years ago either. So apparently uh, it's not mandatory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how this <laughs> works. It's a good point. Um, 
I, I just don't want to see this. I know a lot of people say, well, the SEC is only going to play SEC games and less and less games for the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 to get in on that pie. I think that's terrible, personally. I think it's terrible for the sport. Um, but if so, fuck you, Big Ten, and fuck you, SEC. So hold on. You, you said why? Why I, I missed that last part. Why, because they're why going did... to 16 game conferences or 16 team conferences, and they're gonna uh, since the T, you know, they're gonna play each other instead of playing uh, the. <laughs> why give money to the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12? I see what you're saying. So it's yes. all almost it's almost all TV run. Yes, it, essentially, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I definitely understand that from a networking standpoint, but does that mean that they're going to play an extra in conference like game? Are they going to a nine game slate? Definitely. Well, Big Ten's already been doing nine. Yeah, I, I think has. the SEC is. Yeah, I think that- so. The Big Ten, you're saying, supposedly had a nine game conference slate and a requirement for. Yes. One yes. power five, nine conference. So in other words, they are potentially just reducing the number of power five teams they play, you know, in a given year. Well, but no, but I think the real thing is the blow to the conferences of the ACC PAC 12 and big 12, because they won't get, get that, that <laughs> highly viewable game. Well, there's nothing yeah. stopping the big 10 teams from scheduling somebody else in the ACC or, or PAC 12, you know, yeah. and if we're moving to an expanded playoff, especially one that has automatic qualifiers, that almost allows you to do whatever you want in the non-conference. So maybe you want to load up on a big non-conference game because you know it really doesn't affect your chance of getting in the playoffs. You're that more optimistic anyway. than myself. Hey, you know what? I'm a glass, a glass, a glass half full kind of guy. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and, and unfortunately, my glass is empty right here, so I got to pour me another one. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it all sucks. Fucking USC and the Pac-12 or the Big Well, it's terrible. It's one less competitive game that gives you an idea of how good the teams in college football really are. Uh, you know, it's hard enough with the uh, you know, 10 10 or 11 Power 5 games to figure out, you know, who really is the best at the end of the season, and let alone if everyone is padding their schedules and you have like 10 I mean, that, that kind of always was a little bit of the threat of, you know, to, on the flip side of what Nick is saying, like, you know, obviously with the automatic births, you would think, okay, you can take some chances. It doesn't matter if you take that loss, you're not getting kicked out of the playoff. But if that's the counterpoint, and I know you said there's the strategy for like, you know, networking purposes, but also it seems like if they're making one last power five game, maybe they're doing it to pad their schedule and pad their record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so right right now the Big Ten doesn't have any built-in rivalries where they play an out-of-conference opponent every year, right? I can't think of any. You well, know how Iowa, like Iowa Iowa State. Well, right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, they bet they better keep shit going. I mean, because yeah. that's the real travesty when a big-time rivalry like that goes by the wayside due to TV execs and and all this expansion talk and everything. That that they better keep that. Yeah. North Northwestern Duke. <laughs> that certainly seems like it lately, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, well, um, and 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 by the way, I was thinking about this as you know these win totals are dropping. I sent you guys a link with this, and obviously, you know, we've got win totals on pretty much every school in the nation. We're gonna have to dive into that. Remember, we're gonna break down all 133 college football teams on the college football experience. We do it each and every year, folks. When does that start? June? 
early June, buddy. And Ooh, not too far away. And, you know, we might just have a brand new feed or two involving the college football experience drop into the world. So, uh, also, I mean, but no, that, no. that got me thinking though, you know, I like the number crunch, you know, last year's TCU team is the only team ever in the, since college football playoff 2014. So out of 32 teams, they're the only team to play six away games and make the playoffs. Yeah. The, uh, I, mean. I mean, to give you an idea, folks, that normally I did an average. I added up all the schools that have made the playoffs. And normally it, it's around 4.4 away games a season. That's pretty remarkable. TCU played six. There's a list of a bunch of them this year. Colorado plays six. Uh, there's a bunch of big 12 pack 12 and, uh, and Pitt, I believe is one of the ACC schools that plays six away games makes you wonder, but, uh, all right. Uh, Casey Thompson quarterback from, uh, Nebraska landed at Florida Atlantic. It's now official. I believe is FAU a contender in the AAC Nick. Well, we talked about that a little bit on the pod we did last week saying that that was a great get for FAU. Are they a contender? I mean, you got to beat Tulane and UTSA first. So oh, I'd say not. And ECU. <laughs> How did I forget this ECU? Guy. So I would, no, they're not a contender yet. They're definitely on a, a, at least a second tier. Patty C. You think? I mean, FAU? I'm trying to, uh, it kind of caught me off guard. FAU. What was their record last year? They had Willie Taggart. They fired their five and seven. Now Tom Herman comes in town, but Willie Taggart was recruiting really well for them. So Tom Herman will have that talent. Casey Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're not too far removed from uh, Lane Kiffin's, uh, you know, solid run there. A couple, what, one or two 10 win seasons. So, um, you know, assuming there's anywhere near a similar level of talent that, you know, especially if Taggart was recruiting well too, then maybe some better coaching will, uh, will give them a, a boost. And then my final news before we get along with this uh, draft. Missouri State, their school president says they are eyeing the FBS. There we go. What do you think, Missouri State Conference USA? Well, they just Sun lost Root Rash Face, which is yeah. you know it's it's a big blow. It is a big blow, but <laughs> it's maybe Sun Belt. Could you see Missouri State in the Sun Belt, Nick? Be interesting. I mean. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I, I I think they're probably more conference USA to start. Uh, and honestly, I'm not too familiar with their program. How's their home field advantage? Do people, do people show up and attend? I think they do. I think they do. All right. And, uh, obviously state institution and, uh, their stadium, I think seats about 20,000 or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see. I don't like automatically think Sunbelt. Maybe it's just M- Missouri is a state a little bit more north, but then I mean Missouri is in the SEC. So, what you the know, hell do I know? My brother went to Ole Miss and uh you know, I always assumed Missouri was a northern state too, but he said that that is a southern state through and through. Um <laughs> Missouri population 6.1 uh 6 million or 6.17 million. It's their number two team. That's a decent enough size state that, you know, there is room for the number two team in a state of that size to be pretty good. Arkansas state versus Missouri state rivalry. I can see it now. I can see it now. Let's go. 
Um, all right, well, look, before we dive into the draft, I want to tell you guys out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Shady Rays and Shady May. Yes, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off whatever you want in the store, you also get a chance to win $500 of cold hard cash. All right, Shady Rays got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays has durable frames, and they also have extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures. If you're in the Missouri area, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose a pair, or, you know, even on day one, or if you break a pair. If you're doing meth in the Ozarks. Yeah, if you're doing meth <laughs> in the Ozarks and you just nod off and fall off a fucking roof, right? You break your glasses, no problem. You go back to Shady Rays and say, my glasses are broken. They're not even going to ask any questions. They're just going to say, boom, here you go. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And look, right now, go to ShadyRays.com. Uh, and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Uh, but then after that, take your receipt over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500 in our Shady May contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN Shorts. No, not short films. All right, we're talking shorts. You already got your shades. Now it's time to go out and get a pair of mesh shorts for summer, baby. Let your balls catch some of that summer air. You know what I mean? <laughs> SGP, SGPN's got the new line of mesh shorts. Perfect. Those I have been enjoying those uh, Rum Dundee shorts. See those? I've been out there with those Rum Dundee. That's what I'm talking about. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the code SHORTS for 10% off. Get yourself some mesh shorts. You're mowing the lawn. All right? What are you doing? Even if you're hanging out with your girl, your wife, it's just easy, easy access, you know? Going go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were just talking Missouri. It wouldn't surprise me if 10% uh, of Missouri you know, people uh, go to the strip club in mesh shorts. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. Uh, yeah, it's um, you? you act like they deserve better. You act like the strip club deserves better. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's very fair. It should uh, be standard uh, dress code at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, look, here's our draft. All right. We are now at the point where Patty C will be leading off this thing. NC yeah. Nick will be in second, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah. Oh, right? I was third this. I thought I was third this week, no? Yeah. Oh, no. No. So it goes Patty C, then me, then you. Yeah. So, Patty C, you are on the clock. Well, there are a couple interesting games to choose from here, but uh, two of them are more, you know, obvious than, you know, the rest, I think. Uh, obviously, uh, well, I'll just give my pick and I'll let you guys get to the other one. I'm going Red River Shootout here. Every stinking year, whether it is a fantastic comeback, a, a true shootout back and forth, or an absolute ass kicking, you're getting entertainment. I don't know how it delivers every single year, 
It but didn't it deliver last, last year. Was the one year it didn't deliver. <laughs> Forty nine, nothing. No, it delivered Ouch. for me. I was watching intently toward the end to see if they would hit fifty. I loved every <laughs> second of it. Interesting. Uh, I, if Dylan Gabriel would have been healthy, it would have been a game. But yeah, this is a clear cut, easy play. You know, I talk a lot of shit about Oklahoma and Texas. Well, specifically Texas. I still love this game. Um. And it it deserves to be number one. I think it's the. I, I think you can argue it's the. You could make an argument it's the best rivalry in college football. Nick, what do you make of this one? Got to be number one. They've been playing since 1900. Even if they change the name, which takes some, you know, some of the the luster off of it. I mean, it's come on. The Red River Shootout is what it really is. Yeah. But uh, it's a great game every year. It's it's must see t- uh, TV every year and has to be played number one. Has to be played number one. How dare they take away the 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 cowboy old western vibe of a shootout from the name? You know, keep the imagery as pure as possible here. Let's call it what it is. These are this is you know, this is fucking Doc Holiday. This is yeah. I don't even know who the I fucking mean, cowboys. No, are. no, you're right. I mean, we were talking about this pre-episode. We give words too much power here to take away shootout. Like anyone's making the correlation. It's like the Washington Bullets thing. Uh, the, the Bullets, oh, like, let me go shoot up a neighborhood because uh, they're named the Washington Bullets. No one ever fucking thinks like that. Yeah. Has it lowered crime? No, no. <laughs> well, DC did get safer though. But that was because, is that why? That was because Marion Barry stopped getting prostitutes and crack. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a clear cut number one. All right. It moves over to pick number two for old pick Dundee. Oh, I mean, you know me, I'm a big 12 guy. All right. Come on. Get out of here. I'm a big 12 guy. I don't want. I don't get. Dude, A and M won five games. Here we go. A and M. Here we go. I'm a big 12 guy. When I see a Friday night game alone by itself in Stillwater, Oklahoma, it's a good game. Kansas state won the fucking big 12 last time, dude. What did, let me ask you this. Did Alabama or A&M win the uh, sec? Nope. (laughs) All right. Uh, Much like the first game, this game was a blowout last year, 48 to nothing. That's true. But that's because what much like the first one, Spencer Sanders was injured. But Spencer Sanders ain't there this year either. Well, they got <laughs> Alan Bowman. Yeah, it's a great game. I thought for sure I'll be picking this at number three, but the game you skipped over. No, I A&M think you're being a little games. too hipster to skip over that game. Why should I? AM won five games. Five games last year. Dude, it's a great game. And the trash talk last year, you know, took it to a, a whole other level. And even though, well, well, let's talk about more about that game when somebody chooses it. Yeah, let's so talk a little K State. K State's the defending Big Twelve champs. I think they're going to win the Big Twelve again. I look at that offensive line; that's one of the best in college football. Everyone returns. They got Will Howard back. He's got to stay healthy because they don't have Adrian Martinez. Uh, they lose Deuce Vaughn, but I actually think they have a better backfield this year. Getting the kid from Florida State, um, he's more of a power back. So I actually think K State's going to be even better than they were a season ago. And then you got Gundy. Gundy, I, I feel like Gundy always does his best when no one expects him to be good. And here's another another situation. They lose Spencer Sanders. They lose a bunch of guys in the portal. And 
I feel like what two years ago they were projected to be bad. They they were a half yard away from going to the to, to the CFP. So I I like this game. The fact that it's a Friday night. Shout out to Brett Yormark. I like that tradition. Let's get some more weekday games, especially of this caliber. It's a huge game. Patty C, your thoughts? Well, I was looking up the head-to-head history on this, and I noticed something, and maybe you guys could shed a little light because I don't really know the conference history off the back of my hand of Oklahoma State and Kansas State, respectively, but it is uh, Kansas State's seventh-most played rivalry, according to Sports Reference, but uh, Oklahoma State's third-most played rivalry. So, um, obviously, all over Oklahoma State's radar, maybe uh, Kansas State has been in a conference for a much longer time, um, which, you know, led to a lot more long-term rivalries there, but, uh, either way, both of these teams very familiar with each other. Um, I think it's border battle, right? Oklahoma, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, some chippy programs and the fact that it's in Boone Pickens makes it a tough out for K state. Look, it's a good game. I would have picked it at three, but Patty C is Colby being too much of a hipster here. Yes. No, thank you. A&M isn't relevant anymore. They have A&M won like 10 games two years ago. Buddy, A&M has two double-digit win seasons since 1993. Well, I tell you what, the last two games against Bama, they beat them once and they lost by four in Tuscaloosa last year. That's because Bama's yeah, losing their dig- edge. Oh, Bama, Bama had to beat them on the last play of the game at home last year. I know. Get the fuck out of here if you think this game isn't going to be competitive. Uh, or that it, it that there's no chance that it would be competitive, and that it that Texas A&M couldn't be relevant again. Let's hear from people in the chat. Do they agree with Colby? Well, yay or nay? How about this? The Kansas State uh, Kansas State had more more of a postseason. They played for the Big Twelve Championship. That had more implications on the CFP than Alabama didn't even play, win the SEC West. Talking about just last year. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's go. Well, a little buddy, bit more Bryce than that. Young's gone. They played five games. Look, <laughs> that were pretty close. Nick Saban's thir- 75 years old. All right. I don't think Bama is going to fade away to nothing. Okay. Uh, and uh, come on, man. Come on. Bama I'll play, on, man. Like, I'll play your two music. games by two points. <laughs> Obviously, I'm they taking They also Bama won A&M. three games by, by like four points, Pat. They, they played as five good, close yes. games. And, and they lose. Was- they lose Will Anderson and Bryce Young. I think Oklahoma State ended the year one and five. Okay, so Oklahoma State was well, was hot garbage last year. About about the same as Texas. Oh, no, shut up! Shut but, up! They would beat A and M last year by three <laughs> touchdowns. A and M always beat Alabama last year. A and M beat uh, LSU, right? They did. LSU won the SEC West. Wait, are we saying Oklahoma terrible. State would have beaten A uh, and M? Of course. A and M. Yeah. Uh, early in the year, maybe late in the year. No. What do you mean late in the year? It was like, did you one see game. what Oklahoma state did late in the year? Yes. They had their quarterbacks injured. What? So either way, that, dude, late in the year, A&M needed a fourth quarter rally to get past UMass. <laughs> I know A&M is not that great either, but the last time Alabama played there, Bama took an L. Okay. But look at this. What, what's, what's this standout with dude. A&M only had one win in the SEC last year. Or no, You're right. Two. Oklahoma State probably would have beaten A&M last year. Early so in the season. You. Dude, A&M sucked. They were a horrible team last year. The, look at their wins. Their wins were against Sam Houston State, FCS. Miami, who was 5-7. and seven. 
Arkansas by two on a, on a freak fucking 95-yard fumble return for a touchdown. And then UMass, and then somehow LSU. LSU is the only one I'll give you credit for. <laughs> well, and because maybe they, they beat LSU because they have some of the most talent in, in the whole country. So on talent alone, it's interesting. Patty, Patty C loves to talk recruiting rankings. I won't step on that for him, but I just think Bama and them, especially the coaches that are kind of you know going at it lately. I think I think that game has to be number two. Dude, and th- think about think about the losses by A and M. Okay. Three point loss against App State, a four point loss against Bama, a six point loss against South Carolina, a three point loss against Ole Miss, and a three point loss against Auburn. They had a couple that I was at that Ole Miss game, and they were actually down by like seventeen. They got their ass whooped. They dressed that up. You got an answer for everything. You're a hater. You're a noted Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M hater. App State didn't even make a bowl because they played two FCS teams. They went four and six against the FBS. So take that bullshit, shove it up your ass. It's not better than Kansas State, Oklahoma State. All right, and and yeah, Richard Dick Gertzberger's right. Uh, <laughs> Nick Saban, Nick Saban's looking like Joe Paterno these days. All right. By the way, speaking of, there's been a lot of scandals in Tuscaloosa, but I don't think those kinds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, true. he's not looking that's anything true. like Paterno at this point. Right. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hipster. I got a little vape here. I got it at the bar, and I'm. Wow. I'm look, my at new, uh, look at you. It's legal. Right. Buddy. Yeah. It's legal. But all right. Well, Nick, you played your game. I didn't even play your music. So it's going to jump back to you, Patty C. Well, you know, the drop off is pretty immediate after that. I'm sure we've got some goodies on the slate here. I'm uh, scanning it up and down. Look, I'm going to go to ACC country here. I know that uh, it hasn't been a super competitive series. And when I say that, I mean, it, it's been a, an absolute shellacking for a long time, but last year was a little bit closer. If I'm not mistaken, Wake Forest traveling oh, to Clemson. Oh man. Too early. Maybe. I mean, too early. what, what's, what's the uh, obvious well, better the, game the time series is 70 to 17. Uh, so, 1998 was the last time Wake Forest won at Clemson. Overtime last. Oh, oh, okay. It was overtime last year, though. He's got that going for him. You Let's know, see. and what? Uh, Kate Klubnik, are we sure about him? Uh, we know that Hartman left, but uh, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, Wake Forest reload at the quarterback position a little always, bit? Always, always. Dave Clawson knows what he's doing. All right, he knows what he's doing. This game still yeah, could be ugly, but yeah. In, in Patty C's defense, I mean, there is a big drop off here, so you had to take something. But I just think if this game was at Wake Forest, it, 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 you'd play it here. But at Clemson and and Wake's track record at Clemson's been so bad. I had it a, a little bit further down, personally. Well, you got to bang on the door uh, before you finally figure out how hard you got to kick. Right? You, you knock on it. You knock on it. No one's. No one's letting you in, and then boom, you finally kick it down. Best, is this the year wait for? Best two coaches in the Eight. ACC. Well, Mike Elko might have something to say about that. Thank you. Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. Would you rank? I mean, I'm curious. Let's... Say it again. You huh? kind of trailed off there when you went to the, your uh, beverage. I said, "Where would you rank them?" I'm curious. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I guess you have to go Dabo first with. You know, multiple national championships. 
but uh, you might be right. Yeah, I, I would say this game probably does have the two top coaches in the ACC. That's probably a fair statement. There we go, Patty. See, you, I helped you out. I helped you out there, buddy. Thank you. Tell us, dogs be quiet. All right. Bounces over to Dundee here. Should I just go pick another Big Twelve game? They're my favorite. Um, no, 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 no. Let's let's go to. Uh, well, oh yeah, I'm all over this one. I'm all over this one. Notre Dame's losing when they head to Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> That flag plant is is firm. <laughs> Notre Dame sucks. I got news for you. All right, they're not very good. You better hope Hartman works out because I was going through stuff all today. I'm sitting there like, you know what? Notre Dame was fairly lucky last year. Played six close games, went four and two in those close games, and I don't know that they can. I don't know if that's sustainable. They lose their OC now. Sam Hartman comes in. Maybe he can save them. When I look at the wideouts, I don't see much talent. I, on the offensive line, I see talent always. But on the other side, you got Jeff Brown. And you got the Louisville Cardinals, who I think are flying under the radar. They were eight. They won eight games a season ago. And Jeff Brown comes in, bringing some, some uh, experience. He's, they've been very aggressive in the portal. And I was in arguments this, this very week uh, with people that thought I might be overrating Brown. And I was saying the job at Purdue he did was, was incredible because – they twice kicked off their best player on their team for grades. And he had a year with David Blau, his quarterback that's in the NFL, uh, towards ACL in the first, the first game of the season. Um, he's in the NFL. Yeah. He's on the Cardinals. And uh, so my point is, is I think Jeff Brown's a hell of a coach and Louisville will let anybody in. So watch out. He doesn't have to deal with that shit anymore at Purdue. I got Louisville Cardinals beating the Irish at Papa John's or whatever the fuck they call it now. Uh, Nick. Well, Colby, remind me who had Purdue winning the big 10 West last year. That was you buddy. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, humble tout. Sorry. Uh, that, you know what? It's a good fit. I, I agree. I, I think you're overhyping him in year one a little bit, or, or maybe you're overhyping him a lot. You know, I, I think it's a great fit. I think he'll do well there, but it might take a little bit of time. I understand his talent level is still pretty high, but I mean, it just takes is, time. He, he is my number three coach in the ACC, not Mike Elko. Uh, that's fair because Mike Elko's only been head coach for one year, so that, that's fair. And, and I mean, Duke Duke surprised everybody, including all three of us last year. So, but overall, he has won a Big Ten West championship. So, okay, I'll even give that to you. Uh, and look, this game is great. This game's fun. I, I had it above Wake Clemson, uh, but I just think you're still overrating Louisville a little bit. I think they have to. Prove it to all of us first. We will see, buddy. We Louisville eight and five last year, and the win totals that we have that we have are between seven and a half and eight and a half this year. So, uh, you know, it may be me sleeping on them, especially with Bomb coming in. Who's the quarterback? Who, who transferred in there? Sorry, His to cut you off, boy buddy. from Purdue, Jack Plum. Oh, yeah. the guy from Cal from Purdue. Yeah. Okay. That tends to expedite the, uh, you know. The learning curve, sure. The learning curve a little bit, yeah. So watch out. We'll buddy. see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that could be a good game. You're right. I like it. All right. <laughs> NC Nick, it is on you, buddy. You know, with all that <laughs> little dust up about uh, the picks two and three, we forgot to mention that 
Overall, this is not a great week of college football. There's lots of bye weeks this week. Uh, the good thing is, is that there's there's lots of weekday games, including Wednesday. So there's two games Wednesday, two games Thursday, Thursday, and two games on Friday. And the reason why I mentioned that is I'm going to take you to the other Friday game, which is a Big Ten matchup, Nebraska Illini. You thought I was a Big Ten West hater. I think this game is fun too. And hopefully they're staggered. So this one's going to be on at like, I don't know, seven Eastern time. And the other one maybe at nine Eastern time. So I can watch both of them. But I think Nebraska, Illinois is a very interesting matchup. You got rule there. The new head coach, uh, the fighting line. I have, have won three in a row in this series. Bilma is undefeated playing Nebraska while at Illinois. So I could go a lots of games here, but give me Nebraska, Illinois, mostly because it's Friday night. Love those Friday, dude. The Friday night of Nebraska, Illinois, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. That's hell yeah, definitely awesome matchups. Uh, and I told you this is the one that just recently got moved. I didn't even have it on my sheet on a, as a Friday because it just got moved like a, a week ago. I feel like. Well, don't look on ESPN because they don't have it as Friday night either. Okay. Yeah. So I love this angle. Illinois loses Ryan Walters. I mean, I think Nebraska. Nebraska lost so many close games over the past couple of years. This is bound to be a close game. I'll put it like that. This is bound to be like a 24-21 type of game. Patty C., what do you make in Nebraska-Illinois? Well, I mean, you got two coaches uh, with a tough approach to football. I mean, Scott Frost, I don't think he's a sissy necessarily, but uh, I think he's a man's man. But his brand of football, you know, wasn't always uh, tough when it needed to be. You know, a lot of close losses are uh, indicators of that. Matt Rule. You know, I, I would call Brett Bielema obviously an, a coach with an offensive background, being an offensive line kind of guy. But rule a lot of defense, and then a little bit, uh, some years as an offensive guy with uh, Temple. You know, and then as the head coach. So I think he's pretty well balanced. Either way, what I think you're going to get from this game is Big Ten football. You know, classic Big Ten football, and, and at a decently high level. So uh, the fact that both of these teams are trying to take it up to the you know, what tier two level of big 10 football. Yeah. I mean, I, I like a good fight. They'll both, right. It'll be competitive. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a ball game at the same time, guys, most weeks, this doesn't land at number six. True. But, yeah. but having power five against power five weekday games, that, that adds a lot. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So Patty C it jumps back to you, buddy. Well, you know, there are some games that I might take some ridicule, ridicule for playing. Um, look, I haven't forgotten uh, Matt Campbell, right? Matt Campbell is still a good coach. He had some t- some tough outs last year, but prior to last year, he had had some, you know, several very good years in a row. Uh, so they're hosting the defending national champion or national runner-up, I should say, national championship contender, uh, TCU. And look, that's a competitive football game. I don't know what to expect. Uh, It's early enough in the season, week six, that uh, maybe maybe TCU is still, you know, developing the quarterback play. Um, Are we assuming that TCU is going to be dependent on their quarterback and throwing the ball like they were projected to be prior to uh, uh, Chandler's injury? Uh, probably, but I can tell you, I mean, they brought in Kendall Bryles on the offensive coordinator side of things. Uh, but I can tell you this buddy, 
Iowa State's winning this game. All right. <laughs> Me and Nick were just talking pre-episode. Win totals dropped. I see Iowa State at five and a half. There's no way. You know, last season they started a, a quarterback and a running back that were brand new to the, the team. Really, I mean, they, 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 they got raided in the portal late. This team last season uh, was a lot better than their record indicates. They were two, or sorry, they were one and six in games decided by a touchdown or less. One and six. That is inexperience. I am going to hammer that over because Hunter Deckers and, and Matt Campbell are going to have Iowa State playing. They're going to be, they, Matt Campbell, no matter the year, is playing close games every game almost, except the TCU game last year. And, <laughs> and uh, honestly, and I, I, I think they're going to beat him here. I think TCU's due for some regression. I think Iowa State is due. I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State ends up in the Big 12 championship again. So this game was 62 to 14 last year. But I do think you might be right, Colby. It's a very dangerous road trip for a TCU team that lost their best quarterback, their best running back, their best wide receiver. All of them drafted. Uh it's funny that Duggan was drafted the last out of those three. Um, but uh yeah, I think there's not a whole lot of separation between these two teams on most years last year excluded. So this game is going to be close. I would not be surprised if we saw an upset here. I uh, TCU has, has lost their last three in aims. So there you go for thought. Let uh, me ask you this. Does it bother you that this game is sandwiched behind two straight games against the Oklahoma teams, Oklahoma state and at Oklahoma and then a road trip to Nippert the following week. That's a tough four-game stretch. TCU kind of wedged right there in that third spot. This is Big 12 uh, football, baby. Yeah. Big 12 football. There is no... Uh, Go play no in our barrels, brother. Where, where's my sound drop here? <laughs> it's Division One football! It's the Big 12! It ain't either murals! You got two weeks after finals, you got a week of July 4th, and you got a week before camp starts. That's a month! That's probably more vacation than you guys get. And we're a little bummed out that we don't get three weeks. Go play intramurals, brother. TCU's scheduled to start the season. Let, let's play devil's advocate here, Colby, and say they come out and beat Colorado at home week one, right? Yes. Then hosting Nichols, win. At Houston, dangerous, but potentially a win. Hosting SMU and hosting West Virginia. They could easily be 5-0 and coming into this game. That would be a massive upset to put Iowa State back on track. Uh, yeah, because that, that, that could be a kind of a phony 5-0 and too, though. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some challenges there for sure. But TCU is going to be favored in all five. Let's just say that. Probably by a touchdown. Yeah. 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 All right. It's going back to your boy Dundee. And I got to take you. Well, Michigan's a bunch of cowards. We know this, right? They 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 played four away games. They only played what? They 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 did they canceled their series against UCLA. And look, I I love Jim Harbaugh. You know that, but I find it ironic that the past two years that they haven't played any uh, any Power Five opponents at a conference, they made the playoffs both times. Quinky <laughs> um, dink. Yeah, what a quinky okay. dink here. As Michigan, you know, 
there's something about like I don't expect PJ Fleck to win Big Ten championships, but I do expect him to pull off big upsets. And when I see the Michigan Wolverines are heading into Minneapolis, where the boats row, baby. I see a ball game here. I see this being a ball game. Give me Michigan at Minnesota. Your thoughts, Nick? Over the last 28 games, Michigan is 26 and 2 against the Golden Gophers. But those two wins were in Ann Arbor. So Minnesota has showed they can <laughs> periodically go on the road and uh, beat Michigan, but they don't have to do that here because they are at home. And look, I think if you're looking at, at Minnesota and their, I'm sorry, Michigan and their schedule, where are the potential hiccups? You know, the one thing you want to do is look at, at, at road games, especially in conference road games. So why not? This could, this game could be closer than expected. Minnesota played Ohio state at home closer than expected a couple of years ago, almost won that game. So it's a, it's a decent game. I think it's a it's, it's potential potential spot for them to catch them. I, I didn't uh, a couple maybe like 2016 or something. I'm trying to remember when didn't Michigan have like a quarterback sneak to win the game? Yeah, in 2015, Michigan won 29-26. Yeah. That was a in wild one. That Minneapolis. Wild one. So I'm curious now. Fleck is he's he he could pull it upset, didn't he? I think he got Penn State in Minneapolis uh, a year or two ago. So. Patty, see what I, you make of Michigan. And I think Minnesota. I think Flex only played Michigan once as head coach of Minnesota, uh, and that was 2020. Because the game before that was 2017. I don't think Flex was at Minnesota in 2017, right? No, I think he was at Western Michigan. But you remember what happened to Minnesota in 2020, right? Oh, that was the COVID year. They got decimated. They had like 45 players out. They remember got that? whipped that year at home, 49-24. But there's a there's a good explanation as to why. Yeah, Patty C, what do you make of Michigan heading to Minnesota? You know, I, I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Muhammad Ibrahim, um, did he end up uh he's gone. He's in the NFL. He's gone. Okay, so that hurts. And then Tanner Morgan. Gone. He's gone. He's in the he's in the indoor football league, probably. That might not hurt. <laughs> yeah, that that, <laughs> yeah, helps. that I, helps. I'm a little higher on him than you guys were, but overrated. <laughs> maybe. Uh yeah, I don't know. That those are two big question marks. Ibrahim was like kind of the 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 engine that made that offense go. Uh, but I do know that Fleck has been doing this for a while, and he reminds me of Campbell. He always finds a guy. He's got a good eye for athletes and plugs them in, use them, uses them the right way. So, uh, depending on when this game is scheduled, it's. I mean, uh, obviously the Nebraska Illinois game is the um, the Friday night game. So this is probably the top Big Ten versus Big Ten game on the slate. Is this going to be a primetime feature for Minnesota? That would probably help. I get so used to seeing Michigan kick at 9 a.m., and I think a, a sleepy fan base kind of kills Minnesota here. But if this is a night crowd, then it could be a live live setting. There we go. There we go. All right. And a couple SEC games need to be played here. I'll definitely take one of them. Uh, LSU and Missouri. They've only played twice as SEC opponents. The last one in 2020, Mizzou won at home 45-41. Mizzou in Columbia is dangerous. Just ask Georgia. M Mizzou played Georgia better or closer than everybody other than Ohio State last year when they played at home. Almost beat Georgia. So I think this is a very dangerous matchup for a team that's probably expected to win the SEC West and potentially contend for a national championship. 
Very true. And I, I almost played this game. This was the one I had. So I had it neck and neck with Michigan, Minnesota. My thing is this. The SEC continues to do favors for their name brands because if this had been like three weeks later, Columbia, Missouri can get pretty fucking cold. And I feel like it's still in a sweet spot for them to play LSU, so there's no true advantage for Missouri besides it just being in Columbia. But you're right. They won last time. So, hey, stranger things have happened. They are a better team. They're a much better team, I feel like, at home. Patty, see what do you make of LSU at Missouri? You know, this is one of the games on Missouri's or LSU's schedule that is just keeps me from thinking of them as a true national championship contender. There's just dangerous games like this. This is on the second end of a back-to-back. They go to Ole Miss the week before. Thank you for making that point. That's that point is key too. This is they're they're at Ole Miss the week before. This is a tough spot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like LSU is going to, that they're over under or for the their season win total is nine and a half on all the uh all the sites. So I, I'm taking the under on them. I, I feel like there's three or four losses on this uh schedule here. Um I uh, and this could be one of them. It, it's a very dangerous spot for them. And uh Missouri, you know, even though they are one of the sleepiest teams in America, they're better than we give them credit for, I feel like. So uh, this this is the type of game that we need to be careful about uh, sleeping on Missouri on. The thing is, this man is it's just it was if it was cold weather, I really could see them losing this game. I feel like they did them a solid by giving them a what is this October eighth? Still gonna be hot in Columbia, Missouri, but you're right. Georgia almost lost there. Florida did. Uh, no, Florida Florida won, but I think Florida has had problems in Columbia, Missouri. I mean, so, Georgia should have lost. Georgia should have yeah, taken a loss yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. You're right. Uh, all right. Well, look, before we get to Patty C's next pick, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Talkify. Life is full of what ifs. Like, what if Georgia had lost to Missouri? Like, what if? You know, you never know. So what if you, uh, you try something new when it comes to dating? How about that? Uh, maybe maybe you're getting the same old Missouri Tiger result. You're going out to the, the five and dime, right? You're going out there, and you just keep on running into old Rebecca, right? And she's not showing you any any love. And you got to buy her thirty drinks, and then maybe you get lucky. Just ain't working out. You're trying. That's to the Missouri her. Missouri Tiger dating result. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, that's the Missouri Tiger dating result. But you know what? Winning uh, in life, winners in life, they adapt. And they, you know, they find ways to perhaps, you know, work around that. All right? So what if, uh, what if Talkify could help you find what you're looking for? Perhaps you're having a hard time meeting great people to date. I mean, I don't know. It's time to say goodbye to swiping and, and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify because confidence is key when it comes to dating. But if you're, uh, you know, if you've struggled to find worthwhile connections, it can be really difficult, you know, to feel your best when meeting new people. Most time you're like, oh, this, this, this woman, you know what I mean? This guy, you know what I mean? Like, oh. Great. She what the ordered, hell am I doing yeah, with my life? Yeah, she just ordered the fucking caviar. I haven't even had a conversation with her. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, with Talkify, you can feel confident that you're meeting someone special who was picked just for you because Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service. 
and it's designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists hand-select successful and compelling candidates. This is like the SEC basically saying, hey, LSU, we're going to have you play Missouri in early October, not November, right? They're going to help you out, all right? So you can date consciously and productively. And here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what, you're, what exactly you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you. They'll do background checks to make sure old, uh, old uh, Rebecca wasn't part of the Boston bombings, all right? And then they'll do video interviews and uh, ask all the tough questions that are too awkward on the first date. And from there, your matchmaker plans your date, plans the introductions, handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Oh, man, Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their, uh, met their person within their first 12 matches, and right now Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. So hop on over there and check that out. Patty C., you are on the <laughs> Look, laugh it up. This is, you know, there are some hipster plays out there. There's a play that I know Colby's eyeballing. I don't know if he's going to play it. Uh, there is an SEC game that is certainly better than this one. But <laughs> for name brand purposes, I am taking us to something that for anyone who's been watching football for more than 10 years should still register a little bit. We're talking about Virginia Tech and Florida State. Uh, a repeat of the 19, what, 99 or 2000 National Championship game, a rematch. Since then, they've played numerous times, obviously. But it wasn't that long ago when these teams had some decent success. In fact, in the first 10 years of the ACC uh, championship game, starting in 2005, these two teams combined for 10 appearances, including two against each other. So, look. These are the staple programs of the ACC. Whether the ACC is down or not, these are the teams that are supposed to be carrying this conference. And they're fun brand names. And they have a little bit of a chippiness toward each other. It's not, you know, it's not super developed hatred. But there's a little dislike. I can tell you this. All right. Virginia Tech won the last game in, in Tallahassee. You got that going for you. But that national championship should have never fucking happened. That was a disgrace. <laughs> um, but honestly, it was uh, like, I'm still appalled by the fact that Nebraska plays a, in the big 12 and goes, what, 11 and one, I think it was, and then beats the team they lost to in the big 12 championship. And they put in Virginia tech in the big East. That'd be like, that'd be like taking a, you know, UCF over Alabama. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, either way, uh, you know, it should been a UCF over Alabama's Strongest advocate. Uh, yeah, yeah. You no, should have loved that, Colby. No, not, not for Alabama. It was for to, to get in the playoff. It wasn't to get yeah, in what the, it, what's what's the disgrace about that year is not that Virginia Tech and uh Florida State, both undefeated teams that had spectacular years, made the playoff. It's that we had a three-team a two-team playoff or, or a, a BCS national championship game and a great team in Colorado that might have been the best team in the no, country got left. No, 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 that was 2002, buddy. This is 99. Nebraska got robbed. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska would have beat both of them, in my opinion. And but they, they had the loss. Because they played a much better conference. The ACC sucks. 
The Big East sucks. So it was like, oh, okay, here's two teams that, uh, you know, usually Colby is rooting for the, the undefeated team in the smaller conference. Yeah. Hey, Colby, how why did is he, why, is he, why is he on the other side of this one? Here? I just felt like the, I honestly felt like the big 12 was the best conference that year. And the best team in the com the best, in my opinion, the best team in college football didn't even, they won their conference. And I hate Nebraska. You guys know this. But they just—they they were the best team in the nation that year. And they well, you know that same Nebraska team played a little old Big East team two years later in the national championship and got their shit pushed in Miami against Nebraska. Two so, years later, do you want to go back and quote '85 and '87? Two years, you're going all the way back to '87. I mean, all right, let's reel this in and talk about the game you mentioned, Patty C. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that since Beamer retired, they've only played once. And that was that game Colby was talking about where Fuente got the best of Taggart back in 18. So that, but this game is really, a, it, how was Virginia tech going to look this year? They went three and eight last year. Maybe they would have went four and eight because they had Virginia on the schedule, which didn't happen due to the, you know, what, what happened there. Uh, so I mean, chances are, I mean, this game, this game might be ugly. It might be lopsided, but we don't know. Cause we don't know how good the Hokies are going to look. I, I, I don't, I'm curious about Florida state too. Like, yeah, I, I, maybe yeah. they're a little overrated. We've touched on that. They're, look, they, they played six close games a year ago. They were four and two. Some of those games, they, they did not play the team starting quarterbacks. I, I still think, yes, you can say they should have beat NC state, but I think you could also make the case that they caught LSU at the most perfect time. And if they hadn't had, they not blocked an extra point, who knows who wins that game? Um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I Virginia tech right now, I just think is a bad program. I don't know that like when I watched them last year, I just didn't see anyone that I thought was good. And, and it's not like they've been crushing it in the portal. So you're wondering, <laughs> you're just wondering how much can you improve? They, they one lost year the, to, their to the highest other. paid assistant left for Notre Dame. Their best um, receiver transferred to uh, where did he transfer to Notre Dame? Yeah. Notre Dame <laughs> probably things are looking coach. bad in Blacksburg. I'll give you that. And the fact that this game is in Tallahassee, means it's probably not going to be that competitive. So maybe it was a bad play either way, two big brand names, but Brett Pry year two, that's usually when big improvements are seen. So that's true, especially that for true. a new coach, you know, maybe he figured some shit out and they were, they were improving toward the end of the year last year. So within that first three months or four months of him, you know, on the fly, they improved. Let's see it with a full off season. If they're a new team. All right. Um, I am going to take you, man, there's a lot out there that I like a lot out there. I know you guys are trying to say it's a shitty week, not with old Dundee here. All right. I like a lot of these matchups sort of, uh, and, uh, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you deeply right now. <laughs> I'm going to take you to Lawrence, Kansas. You know, I'm a big 12 guy now. All right. It's my, it's a good play. UCF. And whether it's John Rice Plumley, whether it's Timmy McLean, whoever the fuck it is, uh, they're an interesting team. They're an interesting team this year. And then you got the Kansas Jayhawks, who uh, I think, you know, Leipold is is killing it as far as uh, you know each year just improving and improving and improving. And if Jalen Daniels can stay healthy. <clears throat> Maybe you get a Heisman future on him because the guy is a fucking stud. Where? Let me ask you this: Ooh. Where would you put him among best quarterbacks in college football coming into the year? Good question. 
I, I think you can find a spot like top fifteen or so, but a Heisman on a on a on a quarterback from Kansas. You have Kansas winning double digit games. I mean, you, well, I'm first just off, saying, I'm just saying they were talking, people were saying, you know, who is this kid Daniels before he got injured? I think they were starting to consider him as a Heisman candidate. Well, let's, let's talk about what it takes to win a Heisman. You better be in the hunt for the college football playoffs. I don't know if Kansas is there not yet. Necessarily, not necessarily. There's you there's, better start the season. Most of the time in the top 10 of the Heisman watch list. That's I mean, not always true. Obviously some freshmen have won it, but uh, it helps a lot, but well, he he's, he had a good year last year. So he should be a little bit on some people's radar. Well, when healthy, when healthy, the guy has been a fucking stud. He threw for 544 yards in the bowl game against Arkansas guys, five touchdowns. Whew. Right. Uh, that's that against your, your, your sec defense there. All right. This also, like, well, Arkansas's defense was awful last year. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Bryce, I don't think Bryce young did that. Uh, he, he's also criminally underpriced in DFS most of the time. So you can usually get Daniels on the cheap and, and I don't know why. Cause he does produce a two for over three twenty five against Duke Had that also- cap is his top 10. I, I definitely think he is top 10, man. If you could, uh, well, let me say this. Jason Bean stepped in and played well, which to a lot of people I think would say, okay, it's a system thing. Uh, Daniels, you know, benefited from good coaching. But to me, that makes him a legit quarterback. You know, he's clearly got the athleticism, but if he's got good coaching to go behind it, then yeah, he's Dan- a good player. Daniels. Uh, or sorry, Jason Bean came in and passed well. He did not run like Jalen Daniels did. And I thought well, not- that. He still ran pretty well. He was, but he's uh, different. He's different though. Yeah, he's, he's not he's definitely same. Yeah. Nowhere near as dangerous with his legs. Yeah. He's got, he still has some mobility, but nowhere near as dangerous. Well, that's why they lost all those games. I believe like that. They, they started to lose every game because of that. When Daniels well, I played. mean the, the difficulty in schedule ramped up as well, but sure. The, the better quarterback was hurt. Yeah. That, that, that's going to hurt. Who, who's sure. the guy that went from uh, Texas to Nebraska? Casey uh, Thompson. Is that? Florida Atlantic now. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Casey Thompson, Jason. Who does? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought, you were say, I thought you were gonna say Daniels, Daniels. doesn't. No. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think this matchup's exciting, and you know, you, yeah, you. I just wonder what essentially will be uh, Kansas this year. We saw the improvement. What the win total was at flat one or one and a half. He wins two. Uh, then last year it was at what three and a half or something. He wins uh, six, almost wins seven, loses in the bowl game in overtime, and that's with their best player being out for five games. Um, he I, is I'm, small, so you got to be careful that he's not injured for this game. But if he's healthy, some athletes playing football here. Yeah, and I just think another year in that system. I think this could be the big year for for Kansas to make the next jump, and then UCF with Bryce Plumley. Who knows? Uh, Nick, what do you make of it? I mean, I do like the game. I like some of these new Big Twelve matchups, but just in general, I'm tired of you talking up the Big Twelve in, in this episode alone. And and in general, I right now I demand more Trill Furman on the on the college experience because this is becoming like the Big Twelve haven over here between you and and, and Moneyline Mac. I, I'm a little tired of it. You know, yes, the Big Twelve is a good conference. You guys are almost becoming like SEC conference football fans, which is annoying. Buddy, I played Notre Dame Louisville. That's ACC because Notre Dame's your fringe little fucking team. They're in the ACC, but they're not. Yes, but three or four times in in this podcast, which is only an hour long, you've mentioned your love for the Big 12. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's fucking better. It's better than the ACC. Right? Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas for college football is the equivalent of Portland, Oregon for uh, what music? For weed. it is hipster yeah. central. <laughs> uh, look, I left you. I left you some ACC games. There's Georgia Tech, Miami out there. There's there's uh, Boston College Army. So you go play. Well, those, I'm, right? I'm going to go SEC with my next play if we're done talking about this one. But overall, it's a decent game and. Yeah, I do like some of the new matchups. I think this is an intriguing game, which could have a whole lot of offense. All right. No, no introduction. You're on the clock, Nick. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take Arkansas at Ole Miss. Uh, these games have been fun lately. Uh, the home team has won each of the last four games. So it's, you know, it's been very even series lately. Uh, you remember that 52 to 51 game in 2021. So uh, Arkansas at Ole Miss, nice SEC West matchup. All right. Oh, I that mean, game was awesome. That game was awesome, but okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it's it's right there with this. I, I just, you know, you, old, old, I told you this last week. Ole Miss football doesn't really register with me. <laughs> You know, Kansas, it registers a lot more, all right, because I want a shit ton of cash on them. But uh, Arkansas, yeah, sure, I can get a pull. Poor Pittman's my guy. I don't understand your your hatred towards Ole Miss. No, I'm telling you, they just bore me. They've bored me my whole life. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand why. There's just nothing cool about them. No, Colby's had a long-standing hatred that goes way before Lane Kiffin. see thing, right? He's always viewed them yeah. as a racist school, and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely right. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't really apply to the football team. Well, oh, it did. Not. It did. They were what? They were the last, right? They were the last to. Uh, oh, in the, what the sixties? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they were waving Confederate flags. The, the whole crowd was waving Confederate flags in the late eighties. Look, I'm not an Ole Miss fan. Don't don't try to paint me into that corner. I'm just saying <laughs> boredom. I, I don't know. Just it's, it's a weird angle. No, I'm just telling you. Like certain programs, just like you find Iowa boring, I find Ole Miss boring. And <laughs> you know, it's kind of like Texas Tech without Leach. You know what I mean? Without Leach, Texas Tech's kind of boring to me. Dude, Lane Kiffin is anything but boring. Oh no, he's a fake. He's a well, fake. Okay, you could argue him as a fake, but he's not boring. No, he, I mean, you throw the clipboard in the air. Is that supposed to get me excited? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, the, the, was it the the mustard in Tennessee? Uh, wherever Lane Kiffin goes, the circus follows. It's interesting. Yeah, but <laughs> now you can talk me into pulled pork Pittman. That's my guy. All right, <laughs> love some Col- Sam pulled pork Pittman. Colby's defensive against Lane Kiffin's boyish good looks. You know. He he, uh, he wants a, a he salt to the earth guy, you know. Pull pork pitman, Mike fund, Leach, trust fund baby. Yeah, you're you're threatened. You're threatened by Lane Kiffin. Admit it. Oh man, well Lane was a friend of Leach, so look, any friend of Leach is a friend of ours. But I like Arkansas. I've always been. I've always kind of rooted for the Arkansas Razorbacks, so I like it. Patty, see, how, how, how has Arkansas not been boring, but Ole Miss has? Oh, uh, when they had Houston Nut and they were running the Wildcat way before everybody. <laughs> Even before the NFL was doing that shit, oh, that was fun. That 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 ground game with Felix Jones and Derek McFadden, yes. that was nasty. Yes, remember they had Matt Jones too. He would be quarterback. Yeah. Oh. played receiver for the Jags. It got caught with Coke. Ball. It's okay. It's a floor. Yeah, thing. you know. Come on. Um, 
Patty C, what do you make of Ole Miss in Arkansas? Well, it's a game that's always very competitive. It's either seven of the last 10 or seven of the last 11 uh, that I just looked at have been within four points of each other. So uh, four or five points. So obviously a 53 to 52 game back in 2015, a 51 to 52 game in 2021. So they have some shootouts, some high scoring shootouts, and uh, they're right in each other's backyard. And they kind of are in the same place in the pecking order of uh, SEC football, which is basically tier what three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they can, they can both pop up and have a great year. I feel like Ole Miss has had a little more success lately, but they're right at the same level. So competitive state flagship SEC football. There's going to be a big ass crowd. They're border battle. Fucking A. This probably should have been played higher. It's college football, baby. Uh, Look, so hang on one second. This is going to conclude part one, but just stand by. Hang on for one second.